0: Oh, yeah, everybody. <laughs> I like
1: that. <laughs>
2: yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bing is for doing, and here we are doing another amazing After Buzz TV after show for your favorite show. It's Dexter season 8, episode 2, and we're on the episode called Every Silver Lining, which is, it sounds like it wants to be a reverse of the Every. It's, you know, it's from that, that one allegory Every Cloud has a Silver Lining, but they're changing it around. Every Silver Lining mm-hmm. has a Cloud because it looked kind of cloudy this mm-hmm. episode in Miami. I am your host, Shano, and I'm joined here by my awesome co-host in studio.
1: Oh, okay, hey, I'm uh, Stephen Lemieux.
3: And I'm JJ Jurgens, And I'm Anna Koppel. And I, I do just for, uh, we had a couple of people last week, this week, I'm not sure, but our opening, uh, I guess, may have offended some people <laughs> last week. And so I want that to not happen anymore. And we are here to talk about Dexter: The After Show.
2: Wait, what happened with our opening last week? Why was it, was it our opening? Was this is this the guy that was on iTunes that we were talking about earlier? Yes. Off air. Okay. Somebody
3: asked, uh, or they suggested that we may all have been on bath salts, uh, which uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the. The only thing that I know about bath salts or the only thing I've ever heard is about people like eating each other's faces off.
2: And we didn't do that last <laughs> time. Right?
3: I, I mean, not that I recall,
2: but... This I, isn't Hemlock grass. <laughs>
4: no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but we, what we like to do, this, this show <laughs> is a discussion. So we're going to always interject, like, our... Personal thoughts about what's going on mm-hmm. in the plot, with the acting, the storyline, and so forth, uh, because uh, you know we're, this is a discussion show. It's like it's like a book club. You know, we're gonna, we're not just going to reiterate or recite pretty much what happened on the episode of Dexter. We're going to be talking about our own personal feelings and beliefs about what happened with the characters and what's going to happen with mm-hmm. our predictions.
4: Yeah. And we and we'd love people to write in things that they'd like to s- discuss, or maybe things that we missed, or points that they'd like to make about it too, and we'll talk about it and in, in here and discuss them. Yeah, exactly. and even
1: even if there is an episode that. We we don't really like that much there's always a silver lining (laughs) every silver lining
2: indeed so we're going to be talking about dex and deb's relationship and and how that was this episode we're going to be discussing vogel's influence and a little bit of dexter's past and lastly we're going to be talking about el sapo and the brain surgeon which according to steven sounds like a what it's a
1: children's book (laughs) now class we're going to sit down and read el sapo and the brain surgeon (laughs) <laughs> you, you, I'd, I'd I don't know what to school it. you went I to li- I went to the same school Dexter went to <laughs> the, brain,
2: the brain surgeon to, it's its that guy who's in the, the teacher in the class you know opening up the toad and oh children this God. is what happens inside the toad's brain <laughs> No, but let's go ahead. Okay. Let's get back to it. I, I can't today. say anything. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. That was yeah, yeah. There's no way you can follow that up. So Dex
3: and like, I killed it. I killed it. You can't <laughs> come it.
2: Dex and Deb. Okay. Speaking of killing things, we think that Deb may be responsible for killing El Sapo. I I'm not really too sure about this. Dexter believes so, and that's and it leads to some conflict at the end of the episode. But what do you guys think?
1: Well, we get a a lot of Dex and Deb throughout the episode, and it kind of arcs a little bit with uh, seeing a lot of what Deb's going through now that with Elway and everything like Deb's going through, he knows she was sleeping with him. He's giving her a lot of crap for it.
3: I I was going to ask about that. What are the rules for, I mean, does she have rules? Obviously, if she were still a lieutenant, this wouldn't be okay. It wouldn't be okay to be going after a perp and sleeping with him and calling it part of the job.
2: I think if she was a lieutenant, so she right. wouldn't be doing field work like what she's doing right now to this extent. Sure.
4: Or but, undercover work. Mm-hmm. I get the sense that anything goes, like working for Elway. As long as you get, get the goods, they make money off of it, everybody's happy.
1: <laughs> I feel like there's something more to, between her and Elway. Because when, when, even in the last episode, he, he's like, I hired you, and you know, I said you could do that. Because usually she wants, he wants people taking multiple cases at a time. And that was one of the stipulations mm-hmm. when he hired her. It's like that, he, that Deb does what Deb wants. So, like, why would he give such a great deal aside from her work with the Miami Metro?
4: I am such a dead believer and fan that I did not want to believe that she shot him. And I thought that it was because Elway, like, knew. I thought it was too convenient that when they're in um, the apartment, he's like, oh, I have a meeting. I can't go with you to the storage unit, you know, like, all of a sudden. So I felt like he was kind of watching it all, setting all, it all up, knowing that El Sapo was watching her and then going to, you know, grab the – get the – the jewels from him because he says that like you know I only kill people that I'm hired to kill so I, I thought like okay so he's maybe the one giving the orders of who he kills and doesn't kill and then wanted to believe that he planted Deb's blood at the scene and knew her gun would be you know caught and then still then drugged her up and so, that's what I want to believe so that he <laughs> just so that he didn't have to cut her in on the money or yeah just like it's some plan like he knows that she's such a hard worker that she'll go after all this you know stir up all this stuff in ways that he's not capable or or wanting to get his hands dirty, and then he'll get the the get the money or get the jewels and stuff from her.
2: Right now, with all this discussion going on, I want to interject that I think maybe El Sapo was being hired by Elway. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. could have been, maybe he could have said, like, to Deb, he was like, oh, yeah, you're going to get 20%. He's like, you know what, that's too much. So Elway's like, oh, hey, El Sapo, you want 10% of what, you know, and uh, and then I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and give that to you, whatever I get from the jewels. I, I honestly...
1: I can't see Deb having killed El Sapo at all. Yeah, like, no. it's it's to, in my mind, it's impossible. Like, they're they're trying to string the writing along to make you at least kind of think and have that suspicion, yeah. but the way, like, the timeline doesn't work out. Like, El Sapo's in his car. He just got out to his car after taking Deb's gun, and Deb's, like, knocked out on the floor mm-hmm. with the door closed. Um... And they there's find
2: a, they find him during the daytime too. So at least 12 hours must have elapsed cuz it look it was really weird the way they filmed those scenes because he got into the car, El Sapo, he got into the car and it was like nighttime. Didn't it didn't well, it seem like it was. Nighttime they were now? never
1: saying that he was killed during the day, but what I'm saying, they found they found the body at the day. But what I'm saying is there's no way that Deb could have found another gun in that locker, opened the door, got all the way out there before El Sapo would have driven off. Hey, I got the jewels. I'm getting the hell out of here. Like somebody had to be waiting for him in the parking lot, shot him, and then maybe Deb walked up to that and Elway, like, chloroformed her or something. That's why she sees the dead body and has visions of that.
2: Yeah, I... I I like that. That's actually a really good explanation for what could have happened. Uh, I feel like what deb is she's so guilty about everything that's going on about all the lies about killing laguerta uh, about lying for dexter all the time and she feels like she deserves something In this episode i feel like she was going to just con- it it felt like she wanted to confess to quinn and everybody else in the department like hey i'm doing stuff that's not mm-hmm. good and i want to get arrested i want to be put away because i deserve it
1: well she's self destructive yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah definitely
1: another another thing maybe She was knocked out in the... As far as we know, she was knocked out when she was in the locker. I mean, all it would have taken is Elway going into the locker, pulling her out, and just putting her, like, laying her by the car. So when she wakes up, she finds the body, thinks that she did it, and, like... She even, like, standing up and grabbing the window, cutting her hand on the window, and that's how her blood got on the Mm -hmm. glass.
2: But I didn't even see any cuts on her hand, right? They didn't, there were no shots with that in it, so Mm -hmm. I don't think... Yeah, I was looking at the wrists. I didn't see any hands. And I'm wondering Mm -hmm. whose gun was used, because what if Deb's gun wasn't even actually used at all?
3: Well, it looked like in her flashback that she was using a different gun. It looked like the larger gun that they found in the car because, you know, he had taken her gun from her. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot that doesn't quite make sense about, uh, like you said, the timeline. Uh, I think the reason that it was dark was because they were in uh, some sort of parking facility because they were at a a storage unit, I think. But so all the more reason, I think they went to a different location.
2: But also, why would there be a bullet hole that's in the passenger side Like right at the headrest area Wouldn't you think that someone may have been there And the shooter shot And the person ducked and maybe got out of the way So there could have been two people in that car Could Deb have been in the car? Could El Sapo have took Deb to another location? No, because yeah, he locked they, her in the mm, yeah.
1: yeah. No, no well, we'll probably find out yeah. next episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or by the end of the season, because we, we know how they like to tease us with mm-hmm. those little clues in the beginning, and then at the end of the season they reveal what really happened.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we all know that Sean Patrick Flannery's character, Elway, is a little bit suspicious yeah. to the point. So thinking now, maybe Dexter, now that he has Debs gone, I mean, he would look into it, hey, there are no bullets fired in this chamber. He'll start looking more into this and see something about Elway, and this is how we're going to get... The arc where I originally thought that Sean Patrick Flannery was going to be the main adversary of Dexter this season. So maybe he still will be in an evil way, as opposed to what I thought last Mm. week, where he's just an investigator into Dexter. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But back into Dex and Deb's relationship. So we talked a lot
2: about Deborah. Let's talk about (laughs) Dexter and Deborah. Okay, so uh, Dex... Well, What happened with, the only thing that I can think of with them, like their longest scene together, other than the last one that we were alluding to earlier, was when he finally comes to her place, and she's at home, and she's like totally drugged up and passed out, practically, and he he just starts talking to her about like, hey, what's going on with you, what did you guys think about that Mm -hmm. scene?
1: Well, she says a powerful line, she says... Oh, yeah, I like, didn't want to hate you. I wanted the opposite.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was another allusion to last season, or rather, two was that two seasons ago? Two seasons ago, where she's like so in love with him, and it's it's so interesting how like she's she really has changed a lot, and allu- you know, back to your self destructive thing.
3: Well, she said, "I can't change the way I feel, so get out." What? So, how is she feeling? Just she that she hates him.
1: I feel like she still loves him, but she hates him.
4: Yeah, I feel like that's true too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could watch those two act together <laughs> like all day long. I think it's just all their scenes are always so powerful, but yeah, I just think it she's really struggling with her, you know, kind of feelings again for him because it's like she just the the hatred now, so much of how what he's turned her into, it's, you know, self-hatred and hating him for all his disappointments. You know, it's even like when she was gunned down in the, in the storage unit, it was like she was, you know, almost like daring him to go ahead and do it because at this point it's like she'd rather just die.
2: Yeah, yeah that's right. She was looking down yeah. the barrel and she was just like, dude, just shoot yeah. me. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I wanted to say something about that really quickly. Um, Robert Lloyd Lewis, who's a producer for Dexter, was live tweeting during the show. So there's a lot of really cool information from him if uh, anybody, everybody wants to go back and look at that. Uh, But she was doing most of her own stunt work. I think the only time they threw in a stunt woman was uh, where she was actually thrown against a wall. Um and so
2: when she fell on all that stuff and yeah. she like really came down hard
4: yeah that was a good so. throw too that was a really <laughs> good throw big. yeah <laughs> she's strong she's yeah.
2: she's very strong yeah <laughs> she <laughs> always tweets about boxing and all this that's right I was gonna say that Stephen yeah you've been seeing her like training and stuff and doing MMA type things and like kickboxing
1: yeah like I haven't seen her tweets in a while but back when I did see them when she was tweeting all the time that's what it was always about
4: now it's lots of bowling.
1: I want to want to say something real quick. Seriously, she's doing lots
4: of bowling, which oh, really? <laughs> we both did on the Fourth of July. Yeah.
1: So Deborah and Dexter, looking at the, their relationship as well as Hannah. Hannah was the the black orchid flower lady. Yes. From last mm-hmm. season. Yes. Hannah and Dexter. Hannah and Dexter became closer through the act of killing and the no- the knowledge of knowing that Dexter's a killer. And now Deborah and Dexter have. Like, you'd think Dexter's, like, become closer to her, but she's going further away. It's, like, the opposite thing once they know each other about it. But Deborah is now becoming a killer as well, as far as she knows. Like, she thinks that she's becoming a, kind of a killer. Like, she's like, I don't know how many other people I'm going to shoot. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of interesting to see the, the, the character development with that aspect, in that you never know. Like, Dexter just views the world as people are going to come in this one way, and now everything, now, like, you think... I'm totally like dragging on. I think I, I, think I mixed up my words somewhere. Don't even worry. No, I'm shutting up. I,
2: I wanted to also uh, talk about that last scene in the alley. How uh, she totally was uh, just like, okay, all the lies. You know what? You're just gonna clean up my mess, right? So mm-hmm. we have that interaction. But with her asking Dexter to just like, you know what? Just, just take care of it. She's such. She is so cavalier and like nonchalant about everything mm-hmm. that's going on now. And she, she really is in a downward spy, spiral, I feel. And, and what, what choice does Dexter have but to just, like, clean it up? But he doesn't mm. even really know if the gun was fired or not and, and if she did it. He's just, uh, I wrote down in my notes that her blood being there is only direct evidence that she was there. But it's an, it's circumstantial evidence of her killing El Sapo, so we really don't know what happens. We have to use, like, an inference to, like, cross that bridge.
3: But it looked like there was a lot of blood there. So, I mean, was that the only... He took, like, that one little piece of glass with him. Yeah. Is that going to be the only, the only drop of blood that she left if she was there? I He's
1: mean, the blood
2: guy, though. Where did the blood... Oh, that's
4: true. That's... come from? Yeah, where did the
2: blood even come Mm -hmm. from on her? We didn't see her have like a big cut or a Mm -hmm. wound or anything so maybe it was planted there Elway, he probably asked her for like DNA before she started working for him maybe he put like some blood over there
1: I still think it's as simple as her getting up and grabbing the window like to lift herself up otherwise the only thing I could see is he was uh, wiping blood off his face if that wasn't his blood that too I mean that's that's another option too because it didn't look like he had a big cut on his face he just had blood on his face
2: yeah so where did the blood I think he had a cut there did he? on
3: his forehead he kept wiping in one spot
2: I noticed that too so (laughs) maybe her blood got on him but that was a lot of blood too like where did that come from? Did she like cough it up on him? Maybe all of her meds are like mm-hmm. making her blood like not
0: <laughs> coagulative
2: and oh it's just, my God. just spewing out everywhere.
4: <laughs> I think oh. she's also, it's interesting, we talk about, you know, Dexter getting sloppy lots of times. And she's been very sloppy through all of this as well. It's like I was thinking back, like she, t- tonight she told him that, um, you know, she was telling Quinn that uh, she got back and the cops were already there. But. They weren't, you know, and she made the call. And I remember when she was on the call, she also said, you know, go or get out to Dexter, which if they're recording that 911 call or that call in, they would have a record of her telling somebody else there, like, go or get out. So there's a lot of little things where she's, you know, now kind of falling in his shoes and being sloppy. And at some point, they're going to say, where did you get the sandwich? Where did you go (laughs) for the sandwich? Yeah, and...
3: Yeah, it's a mess.
2: (laughs) It's a mess. It is a big mess. JJ, I noticed that thing, too. Seriously, like, her events that she told Quinn are out of sync. But it's not like he was kind of using it to, like, as a record and he's going to double-check stuff. But maybe it's going to be lingering up there in his mind and he's going to be like, hey, you told me that the FL, or Fort Lauderdale, yeah, FLPD was already there and you arrived. But they have it down in their reports that you were there first.
4: Which, and I do think he is, because at the like when Dex gets Deb out of there, he's already kind of looking like, "What was that?" You know, he just all of a sudden comes in out of you know pulls her out right when things are getting kind of intense. Yeah. So I feel like he's already starting to. Think about things. I mean, not there yet, but I think that was the first kind of, like... And I also think, with Jamie saying all you ever do is think about her, like, I think he's just going to think about it more and more and more. I had that as predictions last week. Well, in my mind, I did. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. With
1: that scene where she's talking to Quinn, she's like, things are getting heated, and Dexter pulls her out, family emergency. I, I was actually finding it a little comedic when she's going into the thing, and Dexter was playing, like, the younger brother role, like, always wanting to snoop in on what the sister is doing, like... Huh? Like, seeing him, like, look and then sneak in there. I honestly thought it was kind of comical, because that's honestly what siblings do when they're not invited to in a conversation.
2: Yeah, I actually feel like mm-hmm. there wasn't, aside from that, which I actually didn't find comical. <laughs> was, <laughs> Thank you, Sean. That, yeah. <laughs> no problem, Stephen. There wasn't that much comedy at all. Like, mm-hmm. I there were many scenes with Masuka in there. And the only joke that he had, which was actually kind of funny, was, hey, now if I cop a feel, it's not sexual harassment.
4: Love that one. I was like, yay, finally. (laughs) I miss his lines. But
2: other than that, there wasn't that much comedy. It was a very serious episode. And even when Deb came in and Matthews made that remark about him being really disappointed in her, it was just like, wow. Matthews was like, he was hardcore with that statement. Mm -hmm. That was like Matthews versus LaGuardia status. Almost.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, don't bite my head off this episode very lackluster for me like Dexter didn't really do anything it was a lot of talking it was a lot a lot a lot of talking there was some action with Deborah and El Sapo and there's some information but there really wasn't that much information that we didn't already know
3: well there were three dead bodies and one kill
2: yeah (laughs)
4: <laughs> and I think they're trying to, you know, definitely lay the groundwork with Vogel and the influence. I mean, I know we're going to get to that later. No, but let's I go.
2: Think, uh, we can, no, no, can it. Yeah. Into yeah. it. Yeah, finish,
4: finish I think they statement. need to yeah. – to, I think they're really trying to develop that and explain how, you know, this new side of where Dexter and the code came to be. So I think it, that's also why there was a little more explanation in this episode.
1: So, we get got
2: lots of videos. Yeah. Lots of videos. We did we did have a lot of videos. And it that's kind of like replacing flashbacks. So with with Vogel's influence and Dexter's past, we get to see a lot of what happened before, like while Dexter was developing as a, you know, teenager turning into a killer. And uh, even the episode opens up with with a tape, a VHS tape, of Harry talking, and it seems like Vogel's the interviewer, right? And he's mm-hmm. talking about how concerned he is about Dexter. And what, what was it that he, What they were talking about like in, right in that first tape?
1: They were talking about the, Dexter kept begging Harry to take him to a crime, homicide scene, and Harry finally sm- sneaks him in, and it was a slide glass door that somebody ran through, and, of course, there's going to be blood everywhere. If anyone's ever seen Ghost...
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Seeing glass glow through somebody is very And and Dexter even took home a piece of was it that one or was it Yeah. He, yeah, he, yeah, he took one. home a, a memento from the crime scene which was really fascinating and it's like, you know, oh it's just like his blood slides. I wonder mm-hmm. if he remembers that yeah, he did say he yeah. remembered that particular crime scene, and he also was looking at it like a painting, and he mm-hmm. wanted to be the painter, which I I thought that was pretty fascinating and creepy at the same time. If your son mm-hmm. told that to you, you would also be like, um, okay. Yeah. Son, you're not going to be a killer. Sorry. I don't want you to grow up like that. <laughs> but apparently Vogel and, uh, and Harry, they end up trying to mold him, and they give him these codes, and Vogel reveals that she was the one who said to use these codes, right? Which Mm -hmm. is really fascinating, because Harry, we always see Harry in flashbacks from previous seasons. Harry is always saying the code, the code, the code. Mm -hmm. But we do never get to see how he came up with it. it's like, he kind of explains here and there, which we took as being, okay, that's the explanation for it. But now we know that Vogel is the one who did it. But then again, she very well may be lying.
3: Well, it's really interesting, because... We've always kind of had this, well, I've always kind of had, like, is, you know, is Harry a good guy or not? My assumption has always been that the code came from all of his years of police work. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was really interesting tonight to see him crying and very upset. Like, so my suspicions are right. So he's, he's a psychopath, you know, he's going to grow up to be this way. And to see him kind of devastated over
4: that was... You know, this whole new side to Harry. Yeah, I totally agree. I thought that was interesting as well. Like, I never, I just always pictured him, yeah, was, he seems so strong in this code, so to see him vulnerable and, like, not not as the creator of the code was a, a different kind of turn for me.
1: No, yeah. It also Yeah, and Harry's code, like, it was also stemmed from Harry capturing lots of people and then seeing them go free because of the court of law. Like, that's where it was from because... I think in the books I don't remember correctly like I don't remember vividly but I think it goes into like a certain case that Harry worked really hard on that the killer like killed like five women kind of stuff like that and he just walked and this was like Dexter's graduation kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I I just I thought that was uh, fascinating how they were able to do those those VHS tapes and then they even had well they had them on DVD which is pretty interesting. But uh yeah, we got to explore Dexter's past that way. I I really feel like Vogel is not telling Dexter everything also. Like, at the Mm -hmm. end, let's fast forward to the end of the episode, or near the end, where she had somebody get into her place. We did see that they left a DVD as well. There was a third person there. So someone we know now that this new killer, the brain surgeon, who we we have, well, Masuka dubbed them the brain surgeon, um, is coercing people. And I feel like that is, like, a really good way to be a serial killer, right? Because you're not doing it. You have no, like, virtually no evidence. To <laughs>
4: mm.
2: Steven is backing away from me right now. But what did you guys think about this new revelation we had this episode?
4: I still don't trust her either, though. I feel like she could have very well set the DVD there and yeah. like been the shooter and had the gun to the guy's head. Like, I, I just feel like she's still manipulating and effing with his brain. She
2: could. <laughs> You're right, JJ. She could have been the killer. She could have been that person mm-hmm. who was taping and ended up shooting the, the dude. Uh, what was his name? Lyle Sussman? Yeah. She could have been the person there. She could be hiring someone else. It could be like this whole mastermind thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, what's that one guy who's in jail with the, the swastika on his head? Manson? Yes, yeah, she could have been like Charles mm-hmm. Manson. Just I, manipulating everybody.
4: There are a lot of those guys. I don't, yeah.
1: <laughs> Can I say something that might blow your mind? Blow it. Do it. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, but she did shoot him in the head. Okay, I was about to say, just what if, what if she's in control, she's having these people do these murders, and that's how she still doesn't fit Harry's code, but she is the one that isn't orchestrating it all? Because I, the, the producer said she does not fit Harry's code, but if she is the one who's mm-hmm. orchestrating everything...
2: Then she kind of does because she's, she's a bad person. And she's, she's, for, she's manipulating and forcing mm-hmm. other people to kill themselves. Dexter in season one, or maybe it was season two, but I think it was season one, Dexter killed that one dude who was a counselor. That's and, true, too. And that, that therapist, and he was telling people yeah. to kill themselves, right? So, in a. You just don't like her. don't like her. I don't right. like her. I I do know either. I,
1: I want to find any way to <laughs> make her the main villain. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then at, at the end, too, she has that really mm-hmm. creepy hug with him, and she just... Oh, that's she, such a creepy hug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's bringing it back to almost like... she She's saying she's his mother this whole time. Like, in a way, I'm like your spiritual mother. And then she gives him a hug like that. It's kind of like incest all over again yeah. this season.
3: Yeah. You the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally agree. She, she said a couple of things, though, that she seemed surprised by. Uh, she said, people like you don't usually seek an emotional connection mm-hmm. uh, and that was after Dexter said well I would have liked to have somebody to talk to during those years, during that time and then he um, also suggested that maybe Sussman had uh, an accomplice of some sort and she said well no, you know that that couldn't be the people like you, people like him, whatever but we know that Dexter has worked with partners in the past so uh, you know she, maybe she's wrong about Dexter and Maybe, I don't know, that's just what we're sensing from her, that she's made mistakes, and so he doesn't trust her. And maybe, like, the reason we don't trust her is because he doesn't.
1: Yeah, she Mm -hmm. says she knows him so well, but you're right. That's the the emotions, the working with partners thing. And he's like, uh, what was it he said to her when he's like, you're the one who knows me. You should know I was going to do this. You should know Mm. I wasn't going to trust you.
2: Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just so that end was really creepy.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, I'll tell you what's not creepy. Going <laughs> on to the iTunes store, typing into the search bar "Adventures of Serial Buddies" or hell, just type in "Serial Buddies" and guess what comes up? A funny, hu- hugely uh, amazing film, Serial Buddies. Go ahead and download it. Help us out here. Yes, right, you guys listening our After Buzz fans. Ooh, go ahead and download that film, and and guess what? You're going to enjoy yourself. It's like Dexter meets Dumb and Dumber. Am I right, guys? Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. And there's so many actors that make uh, awesome cameos in it. Obviously, it's uh, Maria Menounos is in it. It's written and directed by Kevin Undergar. We got Christopher Lloyd in there, Christopher McDonald, Artie Lang. Who, who else? Henry Winkler. Beth Bearest.
4: Mm-hmm. Kathy Ooh.
2: Lee uh, Gifford, mm-hmm. she's in it too. So it's just it's just an amazing, funny film. Check it out. My favorite character was Gian Molina's character in it. It's just so, so funny. Anyway, let's go in <laughs> and talk about El Sapo. So. Did did I make a prediction last time that he was gonna die? I think I did. I, I, I want to say yes, I did. Roll back the yeah. tape.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Hat on the back for me. But El Sapo ended up getting killed. Really, thank you, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Getting really, he got just murdered this episode, and we, we, <laughs> we, he, we he just he got just murdered. <laughs> He got shot up really good. And we didn't even get to see who did it, obviously, because they they want to keep us in suspense and, like, have, like, a little veil of mystery around it. And they want us to guess to see if Deborah actually did it or not. I'm sure she didn't, though. Like, we've been talking Mm -hmm. about this whole time. Um, What what did you guys think about him beating Deborah up in the storage? Eh. He kicked her ass. He left a good shoe print on her. Yeah. Yeah, but not not that much else, right?
4: No, and I, I think good timing on his exit. You know, like I, I didn't <laughs> need him to hang around too many episodes, so I didn't mind seeing him getting yeah. shot, get shot up tonight. Right. But
2: but you know what, Steven? you were right last time when you were saying they weren't going to play up the mob thing very much. Yeah, they yeah. terminated that lickety split.
1: Good, good because I didn't, I didn't want the same same as last season. But yeah, he
2: lickety split. <laughs> I've thrown out all the old all the old oh metaphors man. and and what what phrase catchphrases <laughs> from the from the fifties, right? Okay. Now <laughs> wait a cotton picking and minute, all
0: right? <laughs>
4: it's the sweet version of the Dexter.
2: Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. This is the non awesome. this is the non-dark Dexter <laughs> after buzz TV show.
4: It's good it balances out <laughs> it out good. a little bit. It's good.
2: So
1: do you remember in the episode? Pepperidge Farm, I'm sorry. <laughs> totally bad. Okay, but no, his uh, his character... Funny how this actor always gets killed by something, everything I see him in. Yeah. But no, um, I don't know if it was good timing on him. I don't know. He kicked her ass, but at the same time, it was a very kind of weird scene in the way that he just didn't shoot her because from his character, like, stalking her, following her, you uh-huh. and talking about the mob ties... It really doesn't seem like, and he's a hitman. It really doesn't seem like someone who would leave somebody who's seen them and knows who they are.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like he should at least have left her like more incapacitated somehow or something. Well,
1: this, if he was going to leave yeah. her alive, I figured he'd walk behind her, get her in like a headlock and put her out of sleep. And then you see him dead or something like that. Or even he was wearing a mask or something, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. But he straight up – she straight up saw him. She knows who he is. And he's a hitman. He's going to let, let her – let her.
3: Yeah.
2: It, you know, it could be that he was working – like we talked about earlier. He, he may have been working with Elway. And it may even be further than he was a mob hitman. What if he was also like an undercover investigator with Elway Investigations? And all that information may have been planted out there perhaps, you know, for – PD and and everybody to see and maybe if any other criminals want to look up his record they could find it
1: I don't think we'll go that deep I don't know but maybe we'll find out if Elway has connections to the mob that we were talking about before because we always are distrusting of Elway I don't know. We have, we have two storylines, and they both have them... Per- we don't trust these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We, we
3: don't, don't trust these trust issues.
1: Yeah, we have two storylines, and they both involve somebody killing somebody, and we don't know who kills them.
4: I do agree with you, agree with you and I keep wanting to call him El Guapo. <laughs> <laughs> El Sapo. Like, for him to be, like, stalking her like he was and be so intense, I do find it odd that, like, when she's, you know, doesn't even know he's there, that he wouldn't just, like, blast her in the leg, you know, with his own gun. I mean, we see yeah. him, he comes up and grabs her gun, and then it's it's like... Yeah, he'd be armed with his own and, she, you know, do something. to, to it, it just wasn't the, the scene that you, how you thought it would go down with those two, I thought.
2: See, that's yeah. why I'm thinking he may have been hired mm-hmm. by Elway. Like, not to kill her, just to like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, mug her and take the jewel and mm-hmm. get, get... Are you shaking your head over there, Steven?
1: A little bit. Just, just no. even that. Like, he must have been hired to, be, to beat the crap out of her. Because, yeah. honestly, there's... It makes no sense that he wouldn't walk in there club her over the head with something, maybe chloroform her, maybe headlock her, something, except they obviously get in a fight because he walks up behind her, has the jump on her, and decides at that point to take her gun and start beating her up.
4: I actually totally agree with you that he was uh, um, paid by um, Elway. Well, yeah. I've, yeah, and so I, I think that's what he thought he was going to get. Yeah, know and
2: everything points to him, right? being the kill- Killing uh, Briggs, uh, roughing up uh, Deb... And where's the jewel? They they didn't say anything about it, right? That
3: that's the other thing I was I I don't I really don't understand undercover investigations. <laughs> I just don't. Um and Sean, I know you have some experience in uh, in criminal something tell, tell me again I'm sorry that
2: oh I've done like I've done numerous numerous ride alongs and I have my bachelor's degree in criminal justice and <gasps> I've fingerprinted some stuff he's too. a big
3: deal you guys. <laughs> I <laughs>
2: fingerprinted two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of marijuana once no big deal
3: nice so okay so but this uh whatever it is that Elway does I assume that if they recover these jewels those are to be handed over to the, Either the, the owners, owners, right, uh, or so. If they never find them, then they don't get that reward. Or they do find them and they fence them themselves.
2: Could do that too.
3: I mean, how does it work? I don't. I will. If
2: he's a crooked guy, if he's always a crooked dude, then I, I don't. I think the sky's the limit, right? You can do whatever he <laughs> wants with the jewels, and I'm sure you can. I don't even know how much the jewels are worth. They haven't alluded to that at all, but. It seems like it would be worth a lot of money.
3: I've heard, yeah, a couple of different numbers, I thought. Because today Deb said half, half a million. million yeah. and oh, I, did they? Oh. She did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought they said it was more before. I don't, whatever. But man, that's
1: it's that a is lot. A, I must have
2: been mm-hmm. buried in my notes. I missed that
1: one. Maybe half a million was the 20%. Maybe that's what they meant. Oh, my
2: gosh. I don't know. So it's like a five, it's, it's probably mm-hmm. like a $5 million, like a million dollar like thing. Okay. That's, so, that's like, well, like, it's tons of money, man. Elway <laughs> was
1: hired to find this guy. By, probably by the mobsters who the jewels were stolen from. So they probably hired the hitman to find him, and they also hired Elway to find him, and they kind of crossed paths. Mm. So that's what I see. I see that Elway, was their promise was the reward of 25 or something percentage of the jewels if they got him back, and the hitman was being paid to find the guy and kill him and get the jewels back
2: so much speculation well, we'll we'll save more we'll save more predictions for later on let's talk about the brain surgeon we kind of we actually talked about this mystery person we don't know if it's a man or a woman a lot um but so it could be that it it very well could be that it's Vogel who's who's doing it who's the brain surgeon um i think it's kind of weird how they're not like they're not checking the jars. Like, they didn't even talk about checking the jars where the brains are in for prints at all, right? Like, you would, they were so sloppy to leave prints on the plastic bag, but there's no prints on the jar. Hmm. Ob- they they okay. don't know about
3: the jar, though. Yeah. Vogel's not telling them about the jar.
2: Oh, that's right. They're, yeah.
1: She, it was on her doorstep
2: suspiciously. Well, Dexter, he still could, he could check He could check it. them, yeah, easily and, and just go back to the lab. He always does that all the time mm-hmm. for everything for blood, for DNA, for fingerprints. Uh, I don't know what's stopping him, but maybe the, this supposed killer, the brain surgeon, is not is careful enough not to leave stuff on the the stuff that matters versus the stuff that is leading them purposefully to other people. Like mm-hmm. that bag clearly lent uh, yeah. led them over to Lyle Sussman's place, and then to subsequently to the cabin where he ended up being found dead. I feel like Fogle is
1: like a controlling, like serial killers are like very controlling. They like to be right. She even says it. I feel like she, since she has so much access to these killers, that there's another person who's like Dexter, and she might be somewhat putting them against each other. It's an interesting hypothesis. Because she's, I mean, she's very controlling of Dexter. Like he won't, he won't go after her killer. So she's like, well, what are you doing? Like, she, well, what about Deb? She's being, like, overprotective girlfriend. Like, seriously.
4: It's almost too like she was, like, she has the, all these plans for, di- like, I get the sense that, like, she's, you know, so, pr- she said how proud she was of him. You know, she sees the, pr- so it's almost like she's continuing to build him up almost to face off against somebody. Like, yeah. there's somebody that she can't solve or she can't, like, get, and then, yeah, like, she wants them, him to, well, maybe to she, take him out. or maybe
1: if she's a psychopath in, ta- in the sense that her tools for killing are serial killers themselves. And she's using two people, and now she's using Dexter against one of her old students who doesn't obey her anymore. Mm-hmm. He's her new pet. He's her new serial killer pet.
2: Yeah, and she mm-hmm. wants to get up close. I wrote that in my notes. She wants to get up close to him, perhaps, to study him more. And you know, She's been mm-hmm. doing it from a distance for all these years, for, what, three decades virtually? Mm-hmm. So she wants to get, like, really, really close and in detail. She wants to talk to him and get what's in his mind now, and she has the opportunity to do that. Ana, do you have something?
3: Well, a couple of things about that. First... She said the, that the reason she stayed away is out of respect for Harry, and she did say that she needed to call in a favor, but if she has all of these other patients who are other psychopaths where she's used unorthodox methods, I mean, Dexter couldn't be the only one that she could call in a favor with, I don't—right? right no. Yeah. Maybe yeah,
2: she she could, she could so. very well do that, but she may very well have just chosen him because that's where they started. That w- that's where their special connection began. Maybe he was the youngest one she ever started working with, and that's why she feels like his mother. She
4: seems to have a sick preoccupation with him,
2: or, or whatever. She's lying. Or, <laughs> she, she could be lying. People do that. <laughs> Everybody does that. Especially on this when show. they're psychos. Creepy lady with dead eyes do that. Her yep. eyes look like Her she's dead. Her
4: eyes are creepy.
2: <laughs> they are. Anyway, I, if, if there's not much else, I think we've exhausted the brain surgeon. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move into our news and gossip.
0: After Buzz TV News.
2: So we got a couple of things. I, I actually wanted to mention um, iTunes uh, stuff. We got some good reviews on there, some five-star reviews from a couple of our fans. Uh L.A. Angel 2012 uh, last week, or just a couple of days ago, said, I'm thinking since Harrison is older and more mature, in the end, Dexter will die and then Harrison has his first kill. Whether it's only an insect or an animal and Dexter's ghost, like Harry, will appear and tell Harrison it's time to learn the code. P.S. Love the podcast.
4: (laughs) I thought that prediction was awesome. I thought That's a really good... I could see
2: it. That's a really creative one and we had Mm -hmm. one more which is really short from... Reb Yell, 77, five stars. They said, great show, and I like the cast and the insight that they offer. Oh, well, thank you very much.
4: <laughs> Thanks, guys.
2: Steven, did you have any news and gossip? Oh, uh, I oh.
1: forgot to send in the picture
2: of the cake.
4: Oh, oh, God. That, oh cake. that was great. Uh, yeah,
1: talk about the cake. Um, If you look up online... They're streaming uh, in the Fox, was it France or EU, something like European Fox station. They're streaming Dexter, or not streaming, but they're airing Dexter. And to celebrate this, they made a life-size, creepingly real Dexter cake, which had saran wrap over the head and everything. And the pictures are them cutting Dexter's head off and like plating it. Very creepy, <laughs> very cool though, and we better have it for our finale, yeah. is what Anna said. I, said.
3: I said that we better, and yeah, if we do a live finale, I mean, that means that all of the uh, After would be invited out, so I'm just saying right now, today, guys, like, you should maybe start, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marissa yeah. is the yeah. bomb.
2: If you guys are watching us on their <laughs> YouTube channel, you can see uh, the, the it kinda cake. It kind of looks like Pinhead,
1: <laughs> like with the... Never mind. It's creepy. old.
2: old it, it does kind of look like pinhead right yeah. there because the way they're cutting the cake. Yeah. And there, there are some other shots that show the like the cake on pieces of the cake on the plate. And it's just so weird to see the eyes just separate from the rest of the body. Yeah. And so they're all squared. If you had a ten-year-old who wanted that cake for his party, <laughs> do you need to like
1: introduce him to a Vogel or something like that?
2: My ten-year-old would, would not be watching Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> they would not even know what it is. Mm-mm. No.
1: Um, Before we move into predictions, um, I did want to bring up something that we forgot to mention on
2: the show. Well, I did Um, have a couple of pieces. Oh, go, 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 go. I do, Okay, so... Amy Garcia's uh, Twitter account at Amy spelled A I M E E underscore Garcia. Uh, she she had some interesting pictures that I want to talk about. So if you guys want to see them, you can check out her her tweets. And uh, this, she said, only in L.A. do you find a place called Crappy Apartments. And like the picture is just it's just awesome because it's spelled it's like it's like they meant to put Capri Apartments and they spelled it C R A P C R A P I Apartments. <laughs> and it's like, is that a nice place to yeah, live? Yeah, no. <laughs> Funny stuff. And she also had another twit pic, uh, and she tweeted at at lunch with my girl and got served with water from this scientific beaker, hashtag only in L.A. And it looks like it is, I will answer what kind of a beaker it is, Amy. It's actually an Erlenmeyer flask. Thank Woo! you, Steven. <laughs> I, I kind I had to look it up again just to confirm, and I did like a voice search. So I was like, okay, is it er- I said, Siri, is it an Erlenmeyer flask? Boom, it was. <laughs> Got it.
4: I just, are you I'm doing- done. Okay, Going I just said one small thing. If you guys want to check out, there's a great interview with Michael C. Hall on Jimmy Kimmel from this past week, so you can go to abc.com. On there, he said they were um, having a good conversation about what things he might keep from the set after eight years of working on Dexter. And he said he might keep his ID badge and his watch and maybe some of the blood... Better pictures. Um, they asked what he would do in his spare time afterwards and he said he'd like to have just some for, you know, free time to maybe be a strawberry farmer, so if people wanted to send him <laughs> seeds. <laughs> and um, he uh, also said that they asked him perks of being Dexter and he said, well, when he's in line at the supermarket, he thinks people are afraid of him, so they let them go in front of him so that he doesn't kill them. And the other thing he mentioned was that he directed this episode that we just watched tonight and talked about
1: very good. Woo. First great episode job. he directed. Great job. Um, I have one other thing. It's not really specific. It's just uh, they've been doing. They've been getting back in full swing with the Dexter wrap-up podcast with Scott Reynolds, who mm-hmm. was in here last season, and they've gotten some pretty good interviews in there for the past mm-hmm. few weeks. So after you sure. check out our recap at AfterBuzz, check out their interviews at that one. Mm-hmm. Anna yes. had something also. Yeah, to share. there's
3: a there's a great interview with Jennifer Carpenter on. Um, on entertainmentweekly.com this week, uh, and they talked about the secret to her intense performance uh, and just gave a few examples where she was like, they were hosing her down because she needed to look cold for something, and she was (laughs) screaming that it was so cold. Um, And they said, you know, the more you observe her, the Carpenter feels everything. It's the way she works. Um, They said Carpenter's portrayal of the volatile Deborah Morgan is more akin to possession. She said that... uh, for the season that she would uh, she would like to see Deb die and uh, and upcoming she would like to go into comedy
2: very (laughs) good I could see her on something like happy endings a show like Mm that yeah yeah Uh, or the new girl
4: I think she'd be great on comedy, and you could understand why after eight years of this intensity that yeah. comedy might be a nice change for her. I'd actually like to see
1: her on Graceland. I do the Graceland mm-hmm. after show, and it's very similar. Like, her character would be similar, but they do add in so much of that comedy aspect. That'd be great.
2: I had one last piece of news and gossip for, with Jennifer Carpenter involved, actually. She tweeted from her account, at j the Carpenter, and she said, Comic-Con 2013 is officially a go for me. I'll sharpen my Sharpies. You charge your iPhones. Let's do this and she tweeted that uh, four days ago so she's going to be at Comic Con this year in San Diego awesome I was, I was just down there yesterday and it's one of the seriously there's Comic Con signs everywhere on the streets I wish I could be going but those things sell out lickety-split <laughs>
1: nice I think since we do the Dexter After Show at After Buzz we should all get
2: yeah. invited Jennifer Maybe. <laughs> perhaps
1: hopefully,
2: hopefully she's listening let's go ahead and move into wait wait, oh, wait wait
1: you have something else we can cut off the news cool um we forgot to talk about Batista and Quinn and Jamie real mm-hmm. quick, so I wanted oh. to throw that in there right. and what you guys think about their whole situation because, of course, <laughs> Batista's a good detective. <laughs> he's a good
2: detective. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's All he's doing is talking to people. He probably heard them sleeping in the next yeah, room. Yeah.
1: And then with the fight, he heard her just complaining about the fight, so, yeah, he's a good detective. But what do you think about Quinn beco- taking the sergeant's test? Is Batista trying to make Quinn... Give her, give him like Deb's job, like that office, or like move up in the move up in the metro, or what?
4: yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think like, like if he, yeah, if he wants to be with his sister, that he wants him to step up and you know be a man, like he said, and then kind of be able to. He, he's always he, tried to make Quinn better himself. Mm-hmm.
1: I just don't think mm-hmm. Quinn has it in him. No. I think Quinn's gonna die this season. I still do.
2: <laughs> I thought he was gonna die all last season. I liked his hair better last season. He chopped <laughs> it all off this time it's a damn shame random oh go ahead no go ahead you go
3: Okay. i it's dumb. I love that Batista watches Spanish soap operas. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's new. That was awesome.
4: Yeah. I love that. Actually, I know all last season I wanted Quinn and um, Deb to get back together. So <laughs> I kind of am not sad if, uh, if Quinn starts taking more of an interest in Deb li- Deb's life again.
2: No, nah, no. Nah. I want him to stick with Jamie. <laughs> I know. Stick he with too. her. She's so cute. Oh, my goodness. Let's move on to our predictions. <laughs>
1: It's kind of out there, but uh, do you think You're Quinn killed El
2: No.
0: <laughs> I doubt that very much.
2: Okay, I feel like Vogel is in love with Dexter in some kind of sick, twisted, demented way with the way she was embracing him this episode. I, I feel like that's probably going to get revealed later on. I also feel like Deb's going to really try to get arrested and be put in prison, and she's, like, testing the system. You know, she's seeing, like, what she can get away with. Steven?
1: I think that Vogel is like this master manipulator of serial killers and that she herself is a psychopath that uses serial killers as her tools to accomplish her goals, and she uses that to write her books because she knows the words to say. She knows how to manipulate the mind of a serial killer because she is the, the brain psychoanalyst for those kind of people. And she knows she's even worked it into Dexter with her talk of serial killers who need it. Like that stuck with him as soon as she said it, it stuck with him because he's a needed force he's the alpha male. So I think that we'll see we'll see some of that going down mm-hmm. and I think Elway is a douche I mean a a villain. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Anna.
3: Um I think that Quinn and Jamie will be ones to um, put together pieces because mm-hmm. Dexter often lies to Jamie oh I'm at work I'm this I'm that and so between. Deb calling in all these phone calls to Quinn and Jamie being the basically live-in babysitter. uh, I think they together will put together pieces of
4: Jackson Deb. What what is? (laughs) I totally agree with all of you guys. Yeah, I think I think Elway is rotten. He's evil, and I I do think there's definitely going to be Quinn and Jamie when it comes down to it. Quinn might be the one that has to kill Deb or do do something. Jurassic mm.
1: Do you think Dex is gonna die by the end of the season? Yes. Still, yes, I Still? do.
2: Okay, he shall <laughs> die. Seriously, if he doesn't die, I'm, I think I'm gonna be a, s- a tad bit peeved and disappointed. Watch
1: them end the season with a with a cliffhanger and be like, see the Dexter movie in 2014. Nah, no. <laughs> <Ouch. laughs>
2: that would suck. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching us here at our Dexter podcast on AfterBuzz TV. Be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be recapping and breaking down episode three. And go ahead and give me a follow. I'm sh- I'm at Sean Austin O on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Stephen Lemieux
1: on uh, Twitter. And you can also now comment on our videos as if they were YouTube on our new website at AfterBuzzTV.com. So check that out.
4: And I'm at JJ Jurgens on Twitter and Facebook. And I'm at Koppel for Mayor, and Sean and
3: I will be back at 9 o'clock to talk about Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. Great
4: show, too. Yeah. Watch these guys.
2: Thanks so much, guys. We'll buzz with you next week.
0: From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network.